Columbia Lions football is on the air. Tonight's game is being brought to you by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Tin Pen Alley, Roof Systems Incorporated, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, by Beck Dental Care, Custom Stone Handlers, Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, Sands Fence Company, Baird Financial, The Parker Group, First Farmers, The Garbage Man, and by Caledonian Financial. Now to the field with the voices of the Columbia Central Lions, Lewis Maddox and Clayton Harris. And welcome in, everybody, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium in the Marion Wilhoyt Press Box. I'm Clayton Harris alongside Lewis Maddox as we are here to bring you the 2022 Murray County Jamboree presented by First Farmers Bank and uh, also joined by Coach Michael Lau. Lewis, how's it going, man? I'm doing great. What a night. Uh, football is back, and we just saw an interception in one of these previous games, but uh, uh, it's just very exciting to be here and uh, seeing all of these teams and uh, really going to be exciting to see the Lions take the field here shortly. Yeah, Columbia is set to start approximately around 8 o'clock. It's probably going to be a little bit later. Uh, I think we got a little bit behind in that first game between Spring Hill and Dixon County. Uh, but, yes, uh, this is going to be uh, an exciting night as the Columbia Central High Lines take on the Columbia Academy Bulldogs in what will be the first matchup in school history uh, at the varsity level between these two schools that are separated by about a mile and a half from each other. So uh, a great turnout thus far. As uh, Earlier, as I mentioned, we had Spring Hill and Dixon County. Spring Hill uh, won that half of football, two quarters, uh, 24-8. And currently, uh, we are at a 0-0 ball game between Creekwood and Lewis County. Uh, they are currently uh, just under two minutes to go here in the first quarter at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. But people continuing to foul in to Lindsey Nelson Stadium in anticipation of tonight's uh, 8 o'clock matchup and also fans from these other schools. Uh, Coach Mike, uh, you're, you're going to be joining us here for this game tonight. And uh, people will be able to hear you throughout the season uh, on our other station, 101.7 WKOM. But uh, should be your former head coach at Columbia Academy. This should be an interesting matchup between the Lions and the Bulldogs. Yeah, it's a really interesting matchup. I Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that they agreed to do it with, with the disparity as far as the school numbers or the num- you know, population numbers of the schools. But it's a, it's a great opportunity for, for CA to really get a good test and see where they are and, and good opportunity for uh, – for Central to kind of work out some kinks, make sure the coaches, the new coaching staff has their communication lines open. That's one of the most important things about a jamboree is is working out your communication lines between your coaches and your players, getting your signals uh, to you, to and from your defense and offense straightened out and, and used in a game situation. Well, this is going to be a fantastic night. And I had a theory, if you, if you listen uh, to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour that we did live up here, uh, from Lindsey Nelson Stadium, we uh, I, I had a theory that maybe both sides are seeing how big of a crowd they have, and perhaps maybe down the road you could see a regular season matchup between the Lions and the Bulldogs. Um, I guess that'll be to be determined. Yeah. But Lewis, yeah. you 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 just graduated. You were on last year's team, right? Uh, you know, 
that that would have been a game that you guys would have liked to have played. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we got to uh, play uh, Columbia Academy in the middle school jamboree when I was at Whitthorn playing, and uh, they had some uh, junior varsity games against them in the past couple of years. Uh, we always tried to get the staff. Uh, we were always begging. We wanted to play CA so bad in a regular season game or a jamboree. We just wanted to see them, even a scrimmage, uh, during the summer. So. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit frustrated that uh, they get, they're going to get to play them tonight. But I am uh, very excited to see uh, this game go down. I think that Columbia, uh, there's definitely a, a difference in uh, numbers on each team, um, in, in favor of Columbia, and uh, it's just going to be uh, interesting to see how Columbia Academy fares. Because I think uh, the overall consensus is that uh, the Lions are going to be the uh, top dog uh, going into this one. Well, this past all season, back in February, Columbia Central High School hired a new head football coach and Coach Bobby Sharp, uh, who came over from Lewis County after 33 years, or excuse me, 34 years, uh, already inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, 280-plus wins, led Lewis County to 33 straight years of uh, TWSAA playoffs, and I'm telling you, if you listen to his uh, coach's show before we came on the air, he's really excited about tonight and and getting out here under the lights at Lindsey Nelson Stadium and being on that Columbia Central sideline for the first time. And, uh, Lewis, you know, last year Coach John Moore was the interim head coach. He came in about 40 days before the first game. He installed the wing tee. And as fortune would have it, uh, they end up hiring a guy that runs the wing tee. So, I asked him, and he thought them being introduced to it last year is a good thing. And, and I've been up there, and I've watched them practice. I know you've you've been by a time or two. Uh, tell us what you what your thoughts are, and and maybe uh, what your experience was in that wing T offense last year. Yeah, obviously you're going to have some uh, troubles uh, installing a completely different offense with 40 days left before the season. Anybody would. Uh, I think that it was a, it's absolutely a good thing that that was installed. Uh, last year, and, and it'll be sticking to that this year. I, I think a little bit more uh, passing will be slipped into the offense this season, uh, but the fact that now they've had an entire off season and uh, really all of last season as well, the regular season, to kind of uh, get these this terminology under their belt and the, a different way to play than what uh, – uh, a lot of the, especially the older guys, have been used to for their time in high school football. And uh, it's just uh, a really good thing. I think that it's uh, uh, all going to be uh, put together here tonight. I'm excited to see what a full off season of uh, practice can do for these guys. Obviously, with the graduation of Q Martin last year, he was one of the big playmakers off that 2021 Columbia Lions team. Uh, guys that will be returning that are going to have to step up are guys like Luke Usselton, who will be a junior starting uh, quarterback. Started last year as a sophomore in every game. Caden McCoy uh, played running back last year, rushed for somewhere around uh, eight or 900 yards. Jordan Davis, another junior, three juniors right there returning this year. Uh, he'll be at wingback. You heard Coach uh, Sharp talk about how he'll be at free safety defensively. You got guys like Adrian Hildalgo who will not play tonight, but we will this year see him on the offensive side of the ball and defensive side of the ball. They're holding him out because of a pulled muscle. They don't want to, you know, risk anything before next week. Uh, but uh, you know, Lewis, those the, the guys I just mentioned, you know, offensive line where you were. You got Ty Orr going to be at right tackle again starting after starting from last year you also have uh 
Cam Bratton at right guard. Uh, you got Hilberth at, at, at center. You so got uh, yeah that 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 will be younger player. He'll yep uh, good it, size though. He'll in left tackle. You got DeAndre Mathers or I'm sorry left guard and then uh, the sophomore just the baby. Uh, Dravius Hall going to be your left tackle, and that's a guy that I'm sure we'll hear his name quite a bit, not only offensively but defensively yeah, as well. I, I think mainly defensively. Uh, you say maybe, but in terms of age, yes, in size, uh, that could not be further from the truth. He's an absolute monster. Uh, he's he's very very strong. He's quick. He's quick off the ball. Has quick hands, um, and uh, I know he could give me fits even at times in practice last year. As a freshman, so that's a, a really good. Uh, he's he's got a huge motor, and um, yeah, he's going to be a problem this year. Defensively, defensive line should be pretty solid. Secondary, as Coach said in his show, is going to be really good once everyone's healthy. Adrian, you know, getting him back will be big. Linebacker, though, that's it's the, gonna, that's, that's, the that's, question that's, mark. that's the question mark. Uh, you have uh, DeAndre Mathers. You know, in this year, Columbia is running a four-two-five, which is four down linemen, two linebackers, and five guys in the second. Basically, they're going to be in a nickel type package. Uh, you, what are your thoughts on that other linebacker position right now? Caleb Clinton competing for that starting job. Uh, who are some other guys you think we could, you know, possibly see? Well, we've heard about uh, the freshman Brian Whitehead, who's been doing uh, some good things in practice. That could be in that spot as well. Um, you know, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a, 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 a work by committee at that spot. DeAndre is kind of going to probably uh, hold down that spot uh, on his side, um, and probably not a lot of. More, he'll probably stay in a lot of the time. Uh, that other spot's going to be filled up uh, by different people at all times. A lot of younger players, and it's uh, it's it's kind of scary. It might it might take some time uh, for those guys to kind of understand their role and uh, fill it responsibly and do their job. Coach, uh, Mike, I'm going to bring you in here. What are your thoughts of the 4-2-5 defense and uh, maybe some experience you have with that defense or actually coaching against that defense? Well, actually, the 4-2-5, uh, a lot of us, you know, depending on uh, your perspective, uh, a lot of us treated a lot like a 4-4. Just your outside linebackers play a little bit deeper, a little bit wider, probably a little bit smaller, more like, more like defensive backs. Right. And uh, so uh, – it's going to be uh, it's a it's a different defense, but it it gives you the ability to both cover. You know, you have five defensive backs against passing teams, yet those those two extra defensive backs uh, that are playing quote unquote outside linebacker as well. They're kind of a hybrid back. They can come up very very quickly on on edge runs and support. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how how he uses them. And uh, see what other teams try to do against them. Again, uh, to run the four-two, it's going to be really important that your inside linebackers are solid. Uh, your your down linemen are going to have to eat up blockers as much as possible, but your your inside linebackers have got to be strong up the middle. And uh, otherwise, it's going to be it could be some long nights if we can't get that sealed in. Well, guys, uh, again, there's 9.44 to go here in the second quarter, uh, which will be the last quarter of this matchup between Lewis County and Creekwood. It's still knotted at uh, zero at nil. Uh, but to go over the coaching staff, like I said, there's been, you know, change since Coach Sharp came in. Uh, he's assisted by Coach Wesley Duncan, who's been involved with the program for many years, along with Coach John Moore, who's the offense coordinator. Uh, John McDonald, also the softball coach at Columbia Central High School, along with Carlos Emerson, just named a new wrestling coach a few weeks back. 
Antres Booker, one of the first guys I coached up here uh, back in 2006 when he was a senior. He, he is uh, back for year number two. Uh, Stephen Baker, the kicking coach who's been around for the last several years. And then you have uh, Coach James Dickinson, who's the head coach at Whitthorn, who will assist the Lions on Friday night like he did last year. And uh, Coach Chris Chumley, who in his first year, uh, coming over from Columbia Academy, along with Matthew the Possum Belkin, uh, who is uh, on staff uh, for the Lions as well. So uh, e- exciting to see uh, what this new staff, uh, Coach Sharp, and and what we see from the Lions tonight. Uh, Lewis, what what are your thoughts? What what were you feeling a year ago as you were getting ready for this game? Well, um, you know, we we had Creekwood in the Jamboree uh, last season and. Uh, throughout my times, we really, uh, really did not fare well in jamborees. I believe that was a twenty-one to nothing game where they got us uh, running the football, and we just couldn't stop them. I felt like last year um, we just uh, still were kind of a uh, work in progress uh, up to that point. Really, uh, especially up to the Creekwood game, the jamboree had really only had about twenty-five days of practice. Uh, installing a completely different offense and uh, uh, really a different defense as well, not as complicated as the offense was, um, but that would definitely uh, posed its challenges. So really a lot of uncertainty coming into this one uh, a year ago, so I'm looking for this team to have uh, a lot more certainty about what they're doing and what their jobs are going to be on the field uh, coming into this game. Well, we're going to take our first commercial break, and uh, when we come back, we uh, hopefully will be joined by a guest. Uh, hopefully, Countywide Athletics Director Chris Pointer will jump on the air with us for a few minutes to talk about this jamboree as we get ready for Columbia Central versus Columbia Academy. Should hopefully get started here in the next 30 minutes or so. But you're listening to Columbia Lions football on 1340 and 103.7 WKRM. We'll be back right after this. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 1340 and 103.7 WKRM Columbia. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen meat and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in. 
and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone, and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. And welcome back, everybody, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium for the 2022 Murray County Jamboree presented by First Farmers, Clayton Harris alongside Lewis Maddox, Coach Mike Lyle. And we are now joined by Countywide Athletics Director Chris Pointer. How's it going, Coach? Uh, it's going great, man. Good afternoon or good evening to everyone. Just an exciting night of football, man. I am happy to be here, and thank you for having me on. Beautiful weather, nice breeze. And tons of fans here tonight. I'd say so far uh, it's been a success uh, for all the folks here at uh, Murray County Park as uh, we had Spring Hill and Dixon County in game number one. Currently we have Creekwood and Lewis County. And, uh, Coach, what are your thoughts of that uh, Spring Hill game? They, they got a 24-8 win in a half of football. Uh, I thought they looked pretty good. You know, I think – whether it's a scrimmage, you're playing cards, a jamboree, or whatever it is, a win is a win. And I think anytime you can you can go into an atmosphere like this and walk out with a win, even though it's a half and it's a jamboree, does a lot for those kids' confidence, man, does a lot for those kids, co- their coaching staff. And it just allows them to have a different type of mindset and focus going into week one. So, yeah, excited for Spring Hill High School being able to go out with a W. Yesterday, uh, you and I both attended, along with uh, many other people from Murray County Public Schools, uh, the Rotary Lunch, where all the coaches spoke. And you heard Coach Ben Martin say he was the longest tenured coach in the county. Uh, we got we got a new head coach here at Columbia Central, Coach Bobby Sharp. And I know you were involved in that hiring process. Uh, what, what are your thoughts of uh, Coach Sharp and, and what to expect from the Lions this year as he's had all spring with the team all summer? Uh, and now gets ready to uh, kick off his uh, first season with Columbia here in just about 30 minutes or so. I mean, with anything, your expectation is high, uh, and you expect him to be the Hall of Fame coach that he is, and you expect him to have the Columbia Central High School Lions ready and prepared to come out uh, for a jamboree tonight and, and set the tone as they, get, as they too get ready to go into week one. And so I'm excited to see what they have as well and excited to see the, the era of – Coach Bobby Sharp begin tonight. Well, I know uh, a lot of Columbia fans and, and former players are here tonight are excited and anticipating seeing uh, what the team looks like uh, under his leadership. You know, uh, you got to give uh, kudos to Coach John Moore, who, who took over last year as the interim, took Columbia to uh, the second round of the playoffs, Columbia with their first uh, home field playoff game in 10 years nearly, and uh, got a good win against uh, Mount Juliet. Uh, you know, moving forward and uh, looking at the future and, th- and thinking about next week with Marshall County, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on, you know, really what, you know, what we can expect to see uh, from this Columbia team? Because I know both coaches are very familiar 
with each other as far as offensively. But what do you think Coach Sharp brings to the table uh, that will really help propel the Lions uh, to that next level? I mean, I think he brings this Hall of Fame coaching experience to the table. I mean, I think when you've coached as long as Coach Bobby Sharp has coached, there's not a lot of things that he hasn't seen. There's not a lot of situations that he's not been in. So he's going to be very familiar with the moment. I think the biggest difference for Bobby Sharp that he is he is undoing 30-plus years that he had in Lewis County and really kind of adjusting to this environment. But from a football standpoint, football is football for him. And uh, I, I, I expect him to, to have them prepared and really, and, you know, he's going to have them playing at a high level going into play against Marshall County. And I think he's relentless with that. He's an all-in type of coach. He spends countless hours at his craft. And so he's not going to settle for anything less than, a, than, than the highest level of ex- excellence. And he's going to expect that out of his coaches and he's going to expect that out of his players. Now, Coach, uh, the team that is not here tonight at the Murray County Jamboree is the Mount Pleasant Tigers. Uh, they're under the, uh, the direction of Coach Kit's Hart, Kit Hartsfield. Uh, this will be se- uh, his second year as he – came over from Blackman High School. Uh, what what can you expect in year number two out of Mount Pleasant and, and what you've heard and, and seen around their program this, this offseason? I think you'll see a more settled Mount Pleasant high school football team. I think he has, you know, a 365 to put in and implement with his team. I think even from, you know, the quarterback position to running back position, I think last year they had a lot of injuries that kind of threw them off a little bit. They had some expectations going into the season, and then injuries kind of threw them off. And, and being a, a new coach to a new team, you're unfam- unfamiliar with your with your personnel and who can do what, where, when, and how. And so I think having a full 365 with his team is, is going to allow him to be able to make better adjustments as a coach. But, you know, coming off of a, a, a tough first season, going into the sec- second season, if you're any sort of competitor – you're going to raise the bar for yourself and those around you, coaching staff and the players. You know, Coach, uh, You know, we mentioned Spring Hill, Mount Pleasant, Columbia. They all three play each other this year at some point. And we are excited to announce that we will be doing a game of the week on WKOM 101.7. Uh, there hopefully will be some more details here in the next week or so to, to go along with that. But I know that's going to be exciting for us to, uh, to partner up with Murray County Public Schools to be able to put that game of the week on. Uh, each and every week during the fall. Yeah, we're excited to partner, too. You know, our whole goal is to really amplify what it is that we're doing in Murray County Public Schools and and using athletics as a tip of the spear to really amplify our school system. Uh, You know, tell our story, tell it in in a great way, and do it in the atmosphere, in the setting of sports. And you can't get any better atmosphere. I wish we were doing it tonight, to be quite honest with you, with the crowd and the atmosphere and the fans that are here to be able to, to, to tie in, you know, uh, both of our assistant superintendents and myself and others that will be on, on the show, man, it, it's, it's going to be exciting. And, and, and when we get ready to roll that thing out, it is going to be something special for the community. It's going to be special, something special for Murray County Public Schools because it's going to be something that's going to be fun and something that is going to create a memorable experience for all Murray County Public Schools and, and, and anybody that's involved with it. And I'm, I'm just excited and we're fortunate that you – that that you guys took on a crazy vision and idea and, you know, and uh, didn't ponder on it too long and wanted to lock arms and really, really try to try to amplify the great things that are happening in our school system. We're really looking forward to it, and we, we want to thank you and, and also our station owner, Del Kennedy, for, yes. uh, for being able to 
to be able to work together to make this thing happen. And I know it's been thrown together, you know, kind of rather quickly. But, again, more details to come. But one voice you will hear for the game of the week, or actually two, they're both sitting here in the same section as us right now. The legendary Barry Duke will be doing play-by-play, and Coach Mike will be assisting him. And then Drake Colley, who's the host of the uh, uh, Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, he'll be involved with the pregame show. Uh, again, more details to come uh, in the next week or so. But uh, that's going to be exciting uh, to have uh, somebody like Barry uh, being able to do those games and that pregame show week in, week out. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, to have those guys, you know, I absolutely have no clue what I'm doing when you put a microphone in my face. But these guys have been doing it for a long time. They're going to make it fun. We're going to build together a very, very powerful, dynamic show week after week, and it's just going to be exciting for the community. The community is going to want to uh, tune in, and by us expanding it, you know, it's just not just football. I mean, we got things planned for, for, for basketball and baseball and softball and the, the football middle school BCS, and we, I mean, we just got some exciting things planned that are going to be fun for the community where young people can go back and listen to these shows and maybe hear their name or hear themselves talked about or even hear themselves on the radio. And that's special for a community like Murray County. That's special for a kid who, you know, can, can say they had that level of experience. And that's, and that's what we're really creating, a fun, fun atmosphere for an hour and a half uh, that, that everybody can, can tune into and really, really enjoy for the entire family because nothing like athletics to bring people together, I promise you. It's a Friday evening and and everybody was chomping at the bit to get out here today to see uh, this caliber of talent and these teams out here playing in the Jamboree, and they'll go home tonight and look forward to getting after it again next Friday. And, and that's something special that you get in a town like, like Murray County, and, and it's going to be special week after week. Before we let you go, you mentioned that Murray County Public Schools this year created a new Murray County Middle School Football League. Why don't you tell the folks out there listening about that and, and about how – you know, with, with this league, it's so much easier to go watch these teams play locally now. Yeah, so so uh, in the spring of the year, pulled all the, the coaches in Murray County Public Schools together and kind of had CA on the call, and we said, look, guys, what does it look like if we just did a Murray County Football League? And everybody sat around the table and kind of kind of tossed it around, and, you know, all of our programs, well, they were in different middle school conferences, and I said, but what if – we can build excitement around what we're doing in middle school football here in our community. What if we could take this thing to the next level? What if we could do it very similarly to a BCS-type style where we can have the top four teams enter into the playoffs and then have a championship game after that? And uh, everybody looked around the table and said, man, I want to be a part of this. And we had already had conversations with TSSAA, and because there's not a state championship football in middle school, they allow you to have two additional playoff games, and then hence was birthed Murray County Middle School Football Conference. And it's going to be exciting to watch. Every week is going to be intense. You can tell that the the energy level, the competitive edge, uh, was in the room amongst the coaches. You know they went into this summer, into the spring, practicing a little harder thinking through, giving a little bit more effort, squeezing a little bit more out of their players and the coaches because everybody wants that top four spot. And uh, I, I can't wait to see who the top four are. I think there's not much separation between teams across the county. And it's going to be a toss-up who's the top four. And then 
and you're really going to have a toss-up who's going to wind up at the end in the championship, and that's going to be extremely fun to watch. And so I encourage anybody to grab a middle school football schedule across the county and catch a game because every night is going to be special, and there's special players on every team. And what we'll be able to do is try to do some bold predictions about who's got next, especially when it comes to high school or who's got the potential to be the next whatever in high school. And that's going to be fun. To, to try to peek behind the veil to see what we can what's coming down the pipeline for high school football. It really is going to be exciting, and uh, we had a game last week between Whitthorn and Mount Pleasant that ended in a 32 to 30 win, uh, come from behind win for Whitthorn. So, uh, and, and I know Spring Hill and Battle Creek and a lot of the other schools have already started playing. But exciting football! Go out there, check it out, uh, and, and support these uh, these youngsters because uh, it. it there's some really exciting games and a lot of exciting talent out there to watch. Yeah, I had somebody stop me the other day and said, man, I've never had this much excitement or feel this much excitement around middle school football. Like, people are texting me and, you know, messaging me on Facebook and asking me, hey, can you send me a middle school schedule? I can't wait to go see it. And, I mean, they're talking about some of these middle school kids. Like, they just signed a Division One scholarship, and they still got – six more years before that even comes down the pike. And so just that energy level around middle school ball, around sports, helps amplify and give those middle school kids something to be proud of and really really focus in on what's special about being in Murray County and Murray County Public School Athletics. Yeah, as, as a former middle school coach here in the county, having that playoff and having yeah. actually having a trophy to play for. While I was coaching here, uh, you know, you wanted the record. You, you worked for that perfect record. But really, in, in reality, there wasn't just that, that trophy to play for at the end of the season. Having this set up, uh, this, this program set up the way it is, uh, like you said, it creates that edge. And, and it creates that competitive, uh, that, that competitive edge for it. And I think it's fantastic uh, to see, that, see this build up uh, within the county. And I would be remiss if I did not give a shout-out to Jones & Lane Sporting Goods. They are sponsoring all of our championship series across the county in middle school sports. You know, I went in there with Rick and Daniel and Mike, all those guys, and just had a conversation about the vision that we had for championship sports in middle schools, and they jumped all on it. They're, they're a special group of guys up there uh, and, and have always stepped up and supported uh, Murray County Public Schools Athletics. And so I just really want to tip my hat to those guys for really stepping up in a major way to really sponsor and underwrite our championship series. So you'll see a lot of special things come out regarding players with all season, all tournament, you know, season MVPs, tournament MVPs, and those things have never been done before. And, and we're working with a couple other guys like Jeffrey Dobbins to help produce graphically statistics uh, and, and, and keep up with stats. And so those things are going to be fun to track and just, you know, give folks, you know, something to be proud of and, and, and something to brag about and, and, and you know, talk about who's going to win and who's not going to win that game. And, and that just makes things fun and exciting in the community. And just creating a buzz like that creates a environment of community, and that's what we want to do. Well, Coach, we appreciate you dropping in and stopping by and talking about all the exciting things happening around Murray County Public Schools. And uh, look forward to uh, uh, speaking to you more about this game of the week and uh, what we're going to roll out here in the next week or so. So uh, we appreciate it and look forward to seeing you then. Absolutely. Always a pleasure to be on with you guys. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to the next time. Folks, we are moments away from Columbia versus Columbia Academy as there's one minute to go here in this Creekwood uh, Creekwood Lewis County game that is at zero. Uh, so this game may end zero to zero. But we'll take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, it'll be time for action 
for the 2022 season with Team 109 of the Columbia Central High Lions. You're listening to Columbia Lions Football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hi, this is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 1340 and 103.7 WKRM Columbia. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, this is Felicia Brown. At First Farmers, we believe home is where your family grows. If home ownership has always been your dream, our mortgage team can help you identify the financial tools needed to make your dream a reality. Ready to get started? Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with our team at 931-388-3145. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Hi, my name is Cody Goins. I'm a partner here at Roof Systems, Inc., formerly known as Davis Brothers Roofing. We still have the same great service and same great people. Roof Systems, Inc., we do commercial and residential roofing. No project is too large or too small. Education is key here for us at Davis Brothers Roofing. We want to make sure that every customer knows exactly what's going to happen from the time we start until the time we finish. When a homeowner replaces their roof, it's the largest expenditure that they'll ever have. That's why we hope you choose us at Roof Systems, Incorporated. Check us out at www.roofsystems-inc.com. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner.
And welcome back, everybody, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as we are moments away from the matchup that we've all been waiting for since the end of last year, and that's the first game of the Jamboree. And tonight it's a special one between Columbia Academy and your host, Columbia Central High Lions. I'm Clayton Harris, joined alongside Lewis Maddox, Coach Mike Lau, for the 76th season of Columbia Central High football on WKRM 103.7 and 1340 AM. And, uh, guys, uh, both teams are now out on the field warming up. Columbia with their purple helmets. And it's very unique white uniforms. My understanding, uh, there was a uniform situation with Columbia Academy. And uh, Columbia tonight will wear all white with a white top and white pants. As I mentioned, purple helmet. Columbia Academy will be in all navy blue with their blue helmet with red stripe down the middle. Guys, it's uh, almost kick time, uh, kickoff uh, time for kickoff. Uh, there, I don't know if there will be or not. Uh, we saw a game earlier between Spring Hill and Dixon County where nobody kicked off, and then we saw uh, the game between Creekwood and Lewis County, and Creekwood kicked off uh, to start the game. So it'll be interesting to see what both sides choose uh, to do. But uh, Lewis, what are your thoughts on tonight's matchup? Oh, I've certainly got chills and uh, seeing the seeing the Lions come out. It's an exciting time, and uh, you know they are in all white. It's always a good thing. Uh, the guys love wearing all white. I think it honestly makes them play better. You look good, you feel good, and you play good. Um, but, Whatever you know, works. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> looking right off the bat, uh, Columbia has uh, definitely got a lot more numbers than <laughs> Columbia Academy. You know that. That is true. Uh, Columbia is going to have the depth uh, one tonight, uh, but you can only put 11 out there at a time. So uh, we'll hope Columbia is in uh, some good shape, and uh, I'm excited. They've had a whole off season, like I said before uh, we took that break. They've had a whole, uh, they've had an entire off season uh, to learn this offense, and uh, it should be uh, ready to go. They should be executing and firing on all cylinders, and uh, I cannot wait to see them kick off. Yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be uh, really exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how things go uh, under Coach Bobby Sharp in his first game on the Columbia sideline. And Coach Mike Lau, you know what uh, those – even though he's been around and was at Lewis County for 34 years, I'm sure he's got some first-game jitters here uh, in his first game at Lindsey Nelson Stadium as the head coach of the Lions. Oh, if you don't have the jitters, there's something wrong with you. You know, It's just that kind of – it's just that kind of sport and, and, and stuff like that. He's uh, he's learning his team. You know, granted he's been you know he's been here through the summer and working with these guys, but he's uh, he hasn't been able to be in battle with them. And that's going to be you know part of what tonight is. Like I said earlier, working out the communication lines and stuff like that. One of the things I'm excited to see is Usselton uh, this year not having to think his way through the offense. Uh, he's had a year under his belt. He's he's run a similar offense. I'm sure the terminology is going to be very going to be very similar uh the scheme is definitely similar and i think he's gonna be a lot more comfortable so i'm expecting to see a lot of exciting things uh, coming out of this offense well this offense will not have tonight adrian hildalgo who will uh you know just for precautionary reasons sit out tonight's matchup with the pulled muscle uh they want him ready uh to go 100 percent next week when they tra- when we travel over to Marshall County, which we will simulcast on both stations as the game of the week, every team in Murray County on the road to start the season. And uh, if uh, the Lions fans out there remember uh, last year, that game with Marshall County was an absolute classic. 
Columbia got down 23-7, to came back and tied it, had the football marching down the field with a chance to win, and unfortunately we had a turnover, and uh, Marshall County ended up scoring with less than a minute to go in the ball game uh, to win 30-23. to But, uh, you know, Lewis, as you mentioned, you guys got better as the year went on, and I think that's what we'll see here. I think offensively we'll be, we'll be ready to rock and roll, hopefully. And I think the defense is, is going to be a work in progress. But tonight, Max Patton out. Uh, he's had a growing injury. And sophomore Luis Garcia uh, will be kicking for the Lions if we actually do kick. Yeah. yeah. So you can, uh, can see an extra point out of him or something, something of that effect. Absolutely. Captain's about to walk across the field. Uh, your captains for the Columbia Lions, number nine, Malik Smith, number 79, Ty Orr. And number 51, DeAndre Mathers. And obviously, I think if you win the toss here, Lewis, uh, you want the football. You want the football. There is no second half. Absolutely. Set that tone. Columbia Academy, they come in under first-year head coach Seth Anderson. Seth's been part of the program since he uh, graduated in 2005. He came in in 2006 as an assistant coach. uh, And this will be his first year as the head coach for the Bulldogs. Bulldogs have 31 kids on the roster. We, we got it from him this afternoon. We appreciate his assistance with that. Uh, their captains for tonight, number 50, Hayden Harrison. Number 11, that would be Kay Jackson. And number 5, Connor Rawson. Uh, Connor is a junior quarterback, 6'4", 180. He fits the, fits the frame of a quarterback. Yeah, he absolutely does. Big, big guy. Both captains coming to midfield. As uh, they will flip the coin here, Columbia, they're down below us on the uh, sideline facing towards Lion Parkway. Columbia Academy across the way from us, as mentioned before, in their all-Navy uniforms with a Navy helmet with the CA logo on each side with a red stripe, Columbia, in their all-white uniforms. I don't know if I've ever seen this here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, uh, but they are in all-white, white jersey, white pants, purple numbers, purple helmet, with a chrome line logo on each side and a chrome stripe down the middle. Columbia Academy has won the toss as we wait to see uh, what they're going to do here. I'm sure, as we mentioned, they're probably going to want the football. So they're going to get that straightened out. They're going to ask Columbia which end they want to go on. And as we mentioned, Columbia Academy wins the toss, and they will receive the football. So there we go. Guys, it's here. It is. It is here. The start of the 2022 season with Team 109 about to take place here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium in WKRM's 76th year of covering Columbia Lions football. As Columbia Academy, it looks like they're just going to take over and start this thing at the 20 as their offense comes out onto the field. As we mentioned, quarterback's going to be Connor Rawson. Uh, keep an eye on number 24. That's Monte Baldwin. He's a sophomore running back, along with number five. Uh, let's see, we've already mentioned Connor. Uh, but out here at wide receiver, you got number 21, Knox Love. As the Bulldogs will line up in trips formations, trips to the right. Bulldogs going left to right on your radio dial. They'll be heading towards the scoreboard here at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Here's Rawson in the shotgun. He's going to hand it off to Baldwin around the right end. Baldwin almost to the 20 and gets drilled by DeAndre Mathers for a two-yard loss. And that is how you want to start a game. 
First man there was Autry Smith. What an outstanding play by him. Straight for the legs, and uh, Mathers goes up high and an outstanding hit on the first on the first play of the game. Loss of two on the play. That's going to make it second down and 12 for the Bulldogs at the 18. And you mentioned Autry Smith, the sophomore outside linebacker, also a dual-sport athlete, plays baseball as well. CA back in trips to the left now with Harrison Brownlee lined up single out here at the bottom. Here's that. Snap to Rawson. He's going to fake the give. He's going to take off himself. He's got room up the sideline, and he's going to go out of bounds at around the 33-yard line. That's enough for a Bulldog first and 10 as it looked like it. Yeah, as uh, you heard Dan James, who has come out of retirement here as the public address announcer. Uh, in the background, we're glad to have Dan back up here. But that's going to be a first down for Columbia Academy ball at the 33-yard line. Yeah, they uh, faked that sweep to the left, and he kept the ball, fooled the entire defense. There's only one man left over here at the corner, and uh, he was able to slow him up enough to keep it from being a, a, a really, really big game. Same formation, trips to the left. Baldwin's going to line up to the right hip of Rawson. Here's Rawson. He's looking to pass, throws it out in the flat, and that's going to be dropped. They're not going to yeah, – that's going to be an incomplete pass. I thought there was uh, possibly a fumble, but that pass intended to Kate Jackson as he was hit by, man, that was was Malik Smith from his defensive end uh, position out there to hit him in the flat for the fumble or the incomplete pass. So the athleticism is is, uh, showing up really, really fast here. The speed for sure. Second and 10 for the Bulldogs. Going left to right. Here's Rawson. He's going to pitch it out to Baldwin. Baldwin gets out to the 35, out to the 40. Breaks a few tackles and is going to get the first down out to the 44-yard line. Just a little quick pitch from Rawson, and that'll be a first and 10 for the Bulldogs. Yeah, Malik Smith uh, got reached on the outside over there, and uh, Mathers couldn't get over there in time to make the, make the tackle. Columbia Academy staying in the same formation. This time trips to the right. The single receiver to the left. They're not going to huddle. They'll line up on the line of scrimmage as Rawson will get the play from the sideline. Baldwin lined up on his left hip. Columbia in a four-man front. Here's the snap. Here's Baldwin out to the 45 near midfield. It'll be tackled at around the 48-yard line. That'll be a gain of four on the play. And Malik Smith with another tackle for the lines. I'm sure... Coach Sharp is not happy about giving up that many yards on first down. Yeah, it already looks like the uh, Columbia Central defensive line is kind of getting winded. We've got hands on hips, and uh, these guys are going to have to buckle down here. 10-10 left to go here in the opening quarter of the 2022 Murray County Jamboree presented by First Farmers. Columbia Academy near midfield with their first possession of the game. Here's Rawson. He's going to throw it out in the flat to number 11, Kay Jackson. And he is going to get drilled by number 32, Autry Smith. And that's the second time tonight we've called the sophomore's name. And that's going to be a loss on the play of about two. And that's going to bring up a third down and seven for the Bulldogs at their own 47-yard line. Yeah, he had about a 10-yard run at him that time, uh, just like a heat-seeking missile. And, And blew him back about five yards after he hit him. So third, third down and six here. Trips to the left for the Bulldogs. One receiver to the right. Connor Rawson in the shotgun. Monte Baldwin to, on his right hip. 
Here's Rawson looking, looking. He's going to throw it across the middle. Intercepted. Intercepted. It's Malik Smith. No, that's Jordan Davis. Davis to the 40, to the 35, 30, 20, 15. He's breaking tackles to the 10 and finally stopped at the 11-yard line. My goodness. That's that's the first time I've seen Jordan Davis on defense, and he gets an interception. Huge play by the junior, and Columbia Central in the red zone for their first play of the night. What an outstanding play. We had a great pressure uh, from Autry Smith once again coming into the backfield. He jumped up just in time, got in the face of Rawson, and uh, he threw it right to Jordan Davis, and uh, Davis's offensive background uh, proved to be uh, very, very helpful right there as he gets all the way back uh, down to about the 11-yard line. So here's Columbia Central. They're going to come out in their wing T formation at the 11-yard line where it'll be first and 10. Here's Luke Usselton under center. Jordan Davis in motion. A toss to him to the left. He's got blockers. He's inside the 10. Down to the 5 to the 4-yard line before a host of Bulldogs make the stop. And that'll bring up a second down and about 3 after the 7-yard gain by the junior. Davis uh, already making his presence felt on both sides of the ball. Starters on the offensive line for the Columbia Lions, Dravius Hall, DeAndre Mathers. That's your left side. Left tackle and left guard. Anaja Hilberth at center. Uh, Bratton at right guard and Orr will be at right tackle and Malik Smith will be at tight end as the lines will break the huddle second down and three from the four Usselton on the left hash under center overloaded to the right he's going to hand off to number six Cortez Duncan and he's going to walk into the end zone for a touchdown Columbia Outstanding run, outstanding push from the Columbia Central offensive line there. Yeah, the offensive line is uh, showing their, uh, using their size difference. They just bulldozed them that time. It just looked like a bulldozer pushing the the academy uh, lineman back, and uh, he wasn't touched until he was in the end zone. The sophomore, Cortez Gilbert, from four yards out, will score the first touchdown here of the season as Columbia is going to attempt an extra point with uh, their backup kicker, number 56, Luis Garcia, who's filling in for Max Patton. Here's the snap, the set by Usselton. The kick by Garcia is up and good. Great kick. Eight minutes and 11 seconds to go here in the opening quarter. Columbia, it takes them all but two or three three plays to get into the end zone. They lead Columbia Academy seven to nothing. We'll take a quick commercial break and be back right after this. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. And welcome back, everybody, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium as Columbia Academy now comes out on the field for their second possession. Connor Rawson still in at quarterback with Monte Baldwin to the right. They're two by two. Here's the handoff to Baldwin off the left side. He gets about a yard or two before he's tackled by number 70. Tristan Harden. Tristan Harden, the junior. Much better containment there on that run for the Lions defense. It'll bring up a second down and seven for the Bulldogs at the 23-yard line. And, guys, 
they took advantage of the short field and punched it in uh, just yeah, like that. Absolutely. Uh, didn't really uh, have many problems there uh, getting it into the end zone. Kind of just uh, a lot of power up front from Columbia. And uh, they did what they were supposed to do and uh, what we expect them to do, which is to get movement up front for these uh, backs and uh, the, all of our weapons to run free. Harrison Brownlee down here in the bottom for Columbia Academy in the two-by-two set. Here's the handoff to Baldwin to the left side and nowhere to go. But backwards, he's going to lose five on the play as DeAndre Mathers tackles him for a loss. And that's going to bring up a long third down and 13 for Columbia Academy. Experience for Mathers is coming in handy there. He knew exactly uh, where to be, the right place at the right time, and he's uh, always been good at being in the right place at the right time and makes an unbelievable play right there in the backfield. Bulldogs going left to right on your radio dial. They'll go trips to the left, one receiver to the right, which is Brownlee. Monte Baldwin in the backfield next to quarterback Connor Rawson. Here's Rawson in the shotgun. He drops. He pressure. looks. He's taken off. He's pressured, and he is sacked. He is sacked at the 16-yard line by a host of lines, including Malik Smith and others. And that is going to bring up a long fourth down situation for the Bulldogs as their punting unit looks like will probably come out on the field. Looks like it. Uh, yeah, just a, a ton of pressure right there from Columbia. Malik Smith, the first one to get back there. Mathers and Harden kind of finish him off. And uh, I, I don't know if it's a uh, uh, lack of size from Columbia Academy, but uh, it's, uh, it looks uh, Columbia Central's uh, defensive line looks pretty stout. Back to punt for the Bulldogs. It looks like that's number 15, Burton Moore. And Burt's going to boot it down the field, and it'll be caught and muffed. That's not what you want to see right there. By number 81, that'll be Hunter Woody. And Columbia Central will take over at the 45-yard line. I know they're going to give it back to Columbia Academy. Oh, they really? I, I thought the I thought punt receptions were dead. That's what I thought, too. Scrimmage. Let's see. Now the referee signaled, well. or the official at the spot signaled it. Timeout and call. Columbia Central is going to take a timeout, and they're going to talk about this. But, uh, yeah, so far tonight in both games prior, all kicking stuff has been dead. You know, they, we had a kickoff earlier. It was blown dead and put it to 20 as soon as it was received. Uh, and so we will see what happens here. Is, uh, it should be Columbia's ball. It should be Columbia's ball at the 45-yard line. Uh, so we will see what happens. We'll stay here. 6.06 to go in the first quarter. Columbia Central leads Columbia Academy seven to nothing. Yeah, Clayton, the uh, the defensive line you know outweighs Columbia Academy's offensive line probably 60, 60 to seventy pounds per man. And in those first two series, they literally just picked those guys up, either pushed them straight back or threw them out of the way, and uh, went after the ball. Uh, been very impressed uh, so far with with the inside linebacker play. You know, reading their plays, reading their keys, and getting to the hole very, very quickly and stopping a lot of plays for, for losses. Well, here comes the Columbia offense onto the field, and they will take over first and 10 at the Columbia Academy 45-yard line. Columbia in their all-white uniforms going right to left on your radio dial. If you're familiar with Lindsey Nelson Stadium, they're heading towards the concession stand. That's right. So here we go. Usselton under center. Cortez Duncan in the backfield along with Caden McCoy and Jordan Davis over at the right wing. 
Here's Usselton. He's going to hand it off to McCoy to the right side. McCoy to the 40, 35, down to the 32-yard line before he's tackled by Baldwin for the Bulldogs, Monte Baldwin. That'll be enough for a Columbia first and 10 after the 12-yard game by McCoy. And he hits a hole fast. Yeah, yeah, great hole (laughs) opened up right there from Columbia, and he hit it with lightning speed and uh, gets a first down out of it. So first and 10 for the Lions as they move towards the Columbia Academy end zone. Great crowd, beautiful night for football. Absolutely. Uh, Got a little uh, brisk air coming through the press box window here for the first time, uh, seemingly in a long time here in Columbia. It feels nice. Here's Usselton under center. You'll send Jordan Davis in motion. Here's the handoff to Gilbert. That's Cortez. He's standing straight up, and he's going to get back to the line of scrimmage, maybe gain a yard on the play as number 52, Gabriel Sapicki, in on the tackle for the Bulldogs. There's obviously a, a mix-up in the blocking right there. Uh, uh, Sapicki came through unblocked and was, was standing in the, hole wait, or, you know, in the hole waiting for him. They're going to give him two, so they'll bring up second down and eight from the Columbia Academy, 30. Columbia Central with the football. They'll break the huddle as Quandres Pete will line up wide to the right. Jordan Davis at the wing with Gilbert and McCoy in the backfield. Here's the handoff to McCoy around the right end. He'll get to about the 28 down to the 26, 27-yard line before they finally blow the whistle. He's tackled by a host of Bulldogs. He'll gain about three on the play, and that'll bring up a third and manageable for Columbia. Yeah, not too far to go here, and uh, you kind of can open up the playbook on a player like a play like this and uh, can kind of hit him with any kind of play you want to. Be interesting to see if he uh, lets Elston air it out this time. Third down and five. You got to figure this could be two down territory for Columbia. Ball will be on so. the right hash. You'd think so. Plenty of time on the play clock. 25 seconds as Usselton will break the huddle. Pete will line up wide to the left. Duncan in the backfield behind Usselton. Your two wingbacks are Davis and McCoy. Here's Usselton under center. He'll put Jordan Davis in motion. He's going to hand it off backside to McCoy. He's up the middle. He's at the 10, and he is going to score. Talk to you Touchdown, Caden McCoy from 27 yards out, and they add on to their lead, does the Lions. They now lead the, Bull, uh, the Bulldogs 13-7, to pending the upcoming extra point. Yeah, just another great hole opened up by this offensive line, and uh, once again, Caden McCoy, about the fastest player you'll find on the field tonight, hits that hole as fast as he can, and uh, just like that, you blink and you'll you'll miss it. He's in the end zone, and Columbia extends their lead to 13. It was a misdirection. They faked the toss to Davis and gave it to McCoy going back the other way as the kick by number 51. As an old defensive coordinator. Gonzalez is good. And they add to the lead 14 to nothing, Columbia over Columbia Academy. Go ahead, Coach. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. Uh, We recognize that. We call that the old Sally play where they fake fake that big looking sweep like that and they come underneath with the reverse. uh, And uh, when you got a team that's got to overplay because of the speed factor, that Sally play becomes, uh, becomes very, very effective. Uh, when, and uh, to use their to to use their over pursuit against them, like uh, Lou said, Lyon did an outstanding job opening up the hole, and he he had five or six yard wide hole to to run up there, and then once he crossed line of scrimmage, nobody's going to catch him. Three forty six to go here in the opening quarter. 
Columbia leads 14 to nothing as Columbia Academy will now come out for their third possession. And it looks like Connor Rossin will still stay in at quarterback with Monte Baldwin in the backfield next to him at running back. Your receivers are Mac Jackson, Kay Jackson, and I can't get the number on the other one. As we're trips to the right, here's a handoff to Baldwin around the left side. He's up the middle. He'll get across the 30 to the 33-yard line before he's finally tackled by number 55, Caleb Clinton. That'll be a first and 10 for the Bulldogs after the 13-yard game by the sophomore Monte Baldwin. Yeah, a good, a, good, uh, a good run right there for Monte, who's uh, uh, been a good player for Columbia Academy and uh, gets about 13 out of that one, a pretty good run. Jackson Usherwood in as the other receiver here on the trip side of the field for Columbia Academy. They're going left to right on your radio dial. One receiver to the left, Baldwin in the backfield next to Rawson. Here's Rawson. He's going to hand it to Baldwin again, left side, but he'll go nowhere as number 70, Tristan Harden, again in the backfield for the tackle. Yeah, Harden is doing an outstanding job here in his first extended uh, amount of playing time uh, and doing a great job of stuffing up the middle and uh, making some great plays on defense. Checking out for the Lions is Jatavius Barner. He'll check out as checking in is number 67, Anaja Hildreth. Columbia Academy again, going back in the same formation, trips to the right, one receiver to the left, Rawson in the shotgun with Baldwin on his left hip. Here's Rawson. He'll fake the handoff, try the slant route. It's complete across the middle, and going down to the 40-yard line is number two, Harrison Brownlee, into the line territory. Tackle made by Sharp. And that'll be a first and 10 for the Bulldogs after the 24-yard gain by Brownlee. Yeah, it, Brownlee hit perfectly in stride, and uh, uh, Columbia brought the pressure from the two linebackers and uh, caught him on a bad play, a perfect pass uh, uh, from, from Harrison, and uh, kind of floodgates open. First and 10 Bulldogs into the line territory for the first time tonight. A quick hitch out to the left, that's complete. Down to the 32-yard line goes number two, Harrison Brownlee again. He'll gain eight on the play. Now to bring up a second down and two for the Bulldogs. They're going right back to them. They have stayed in trips all night, either right or left. Neither team is going to show a whole lot because, again, you got opponents that are going to try to get film or they may even be here tonight uh, for their openers next week. Here's Rawson in the shotgun. He's going to hand it off to Baldwin, and Baldwin is going to break around the right end before he is finally tripped up by number 24. Corian Jamison. That would be Corian Jamison. Dravius Hall comes up uh, limp on that one. Uh, he almost makes the play. He's coming out right now. Orr is going to go in for him. But, uh, you know, Dravius Hall almost blew up that play before it had the opportunity to get outside. Yeah, about three uh, central line uh, interior linemen had about half a step away from stopping that for a loss, and he was able to outrun them to the side. The corner did an outstanding job of keeping his outside leverage and not and not letting that be a really big play. So we got a timeout on the field by Columbia. That'll be their second charge timeout of the half. We'll take a 30-second break, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Columbia Lions Football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
a physician, choosing a healthcare provider for your family is one of the most important decisions you will make. Murray Regional Medical Group delivers primary care for individuals of all ages from newborns to adults and has an array of specialists ranging from endocrinologists to urologists. With locations in Murray, Lewis, Marshall, and Wayne counties, our experienced team can provide you with quality care close to home. For more information, visit murrayregionalmedicalgroup.com. Murray Regional Medical Group, your health is our primary care. And welcome back, everybody, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 128 to go here in the opening quarter. Columbia Central leads Columbia Academy 14 to nothing. Columbia Academy, though, driving in line territory there at the 25. First and 10, handoff to Baldwin, and he is going to get flipped up in the air by number 23. That'll be Kenneth Jackson, who flies in from his wow. safety position. Wow. And Baldwin does a somersault. This Luckily, he landed on his back. Yeah. Uh, and that'll be a gain of maybe a yard. This has been a physical game. Yes, it has been. That was a full front flip, not, not just a somersault. That was that was wild. Full front flip. Yeah, Jackson came up uh, a little bit gimpy. I think he flipped over so hard that his helmet hit him in the kidney or hit him near the kidney in his back. Yeah, I think Monte's <laughs> helmet hit him as he was yeah, flipping in the low, air. Flipping over, yeah. So second down and nine for the Bulldogs. Here's Ross, and he nearly drops it. Pitch out to Baldwin, and Baldwin is going nowhere. He'll actually maybe lose a yard as Jordan Davis comes down from the secondary to make the tackle. Great job by Jordan. He already has an interception earlier in the ball game that set up Columbia at the 11-yard line. The closing speed from Davis right there was just impressive. Monte, uh, a really fast running back, getting to the outside, and it looked like Jordan Davis closed that gap within an instant. Yeah, he read the guards pulling right there, and he ran what what defensive coaches ran called running the alley right there, and was and, and was able to outrun the play. You have Gilbreth, Joshua Britton, Cortez Duncan, and that's going to be they're on the field defensively, but that's going to be the end of the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, Columbia Central High Lines fourteen, the Columbia Academy Bulldogs nothing. It'll be the Bulldogs' ball when we come back, third down and nine from the 25. But we'll take a quick break and be back. You're listening to Columbia Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. And welcome back, everybody, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. 
about to begin the second quarter of the third and final matchup of the night between Columbia Academy and your Columbia Central High Lions. Columbia leads 14 to nothing over the Bulldogs. Columbia Academy, though, in line territory at the 25-yard line. We've swapped ends of the field. Columbia Academy now going right to left on your radio dial. And the ball will be at the left hash. So Columbia Academy is going to come out in a two-by-two set. Knox Love lined up wide to the left with Connor Rawson in at quarterback with Monte Baldwin at running back. Here's Rawson. He's scrambling, scrambling, nowhere to go, and he is going backwards and sacked at the 40-yard line by Cortez Duncan and Autry Smith. A pride of lions around, uh, around him that time. Just an absolute unbelievable group effort right there. And, uh, yeah, Columbia's, Columbia's defensive line doing exactly what I expected them to be doing, and that's dominating. That's going to be a loss of 15 on the play, and it's going to bring up a fourth and long. And, and with the way this jamboree set up, you might as well just go for it. You might as well. You can't pin them inside the 20, so might as well just go for it. And that's what they're going to do as we have trips to the left, one receiver to the right, Baldwin in the backfield next to Rawson. Single receiver to the right. Snap by the Bulldogs to Rawson going deep down the sideline, and he's going to overthrow the intended receiver, Harrison Brownlee, in the end zone. And that will be a turnover on downs, and it'll be first and 10 Columbia at the 37-yard line. Now, Brownlee did have a step on the defender right there, and if he could have put a little bit more air under that and let him run under it, instead of trying to put it on him so uh, so closely, he might have had a chance at it. Yeah, that, that was more of a line drive yeah. pass. Brownlee definitely had a step on uh, Terry out there on the edge just a little bit too far. So here comes the Columbia offense. Let's see what they do. It looks like they're going to go to number 12, Case Tice, Case and Tice, the sophomore left-handed quarterback. He'll be the backup quarterback this year for Columbia. That'll be the night for Luke Usselton. I thought Luke did well. He didn't throw the ball, but, you know. Would have liked to have seen him do that, but you've got to kind of understand that they're probably saving that uh, and not trying to show anything too much uh, in the Jamboree and saving it for next week versus Marshall County. Correct. Hunter Woody checks in at wide receiver, and Jalen McCoy will check in on the line for the Lions. Zach Cole coming in at center now, too. Zach Cole at center. You got Chris Cathy in at fullback. Here's the handoff on the end around to number 15, Keon Barner. Barner across the 40 to the 41-yard line. That'll be a gain of about four on the play. A lot of different substitutes in the game now. Number 60, like we mentioned, 64 uh, Tavius Barnard, number 77, Isaiah Bishop, a freshman who looks like a senior. His nickname is Tiny. I'll let you guess why because yeah. that, Definitely kid, not that, tiny. that kid is huge. Also <laughs> in the game, number 88, Joshua Britton playing a little bit of tight end. Josh, As, could, Josh could definitely turn out to be a really good tight end. He's got a huge frame and uh, he'll be good. Woody's going to split out wide to the left. Here's Tice under center. Columbia going left to right on your radio dial. He'll hand it off to Kathy up the middle from his fullback spot. He'll gain about three on the play out to around the 44-yard line. And that'll set up a third down and around three for Columbia. This uh, second unit moving the ball pretty well here so far, Lewis. They are. It's uh, it's slow and steady, but they are burning some clock, and uh, I'm sure that's exactly what the, the Columbia coaching staff is trying to do. 
uh, at this point in the game. Yeah, keep it simple. Uh, let the second group get some timing, get, get some timing together. Because uh, one of the things you keep saying to your second group, you're one play away. You've got to be ready to go. Keon Barner in. Jamison in, number 24, is in at wing back. As uh, you can hear Coach John Moore in the background, <laughs> we are not lined up properly. Here's Tyson under center. I'll hand it off to Jamison around the left end. He'll get across the 45 to the 50 to the 49-yard line, and that'll be a first and 10 lines. Good run from Corian right there. Yeah, it was. Hit and the outside with, a, with some good speed and uh, picked up the first down. Needed that. Good block out there by Barner. And also center Zach Cole as number 76, who we do not have on the roster. We'll check into the game. But I'm sure he's a sure young guy. I'm sure he'll be added at some point. Yeah. Looks like and, time's going to be called. Yep, we got a timeout Columbia. That'll be their final timeout of the ball game with 9.07 to go. Columbia Central leads Columbia Academy 14 to nothing. The line's with the football at midfield. We'll take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back right after this. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Welcome back, everybody, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. I'm Clayton Harris, joined alongside Lewis Maddox, Coach Mike Lyle. Bulldogs lead, or actually the Lions lead the Bulldogs, 14 to nothing. Columbia with the ball at the 50-yard line. Here's Cason Tice under center. He's going to hand it off up the middle. That's going to be Chris Cathy, and he's going to get maybe back to the line of scrimmage before number 15, Burton Moore, makes the tackle. The Actually, that's number two. Is that two? Yeah, number two. Harrison first. Brownlee and Burton Moore together. Yeah. Moore's going to check out now. Yeah, there's not a lot of room to uh, go for Kathy there. That's going to bring up second down and nine for the Lions. They've made a lot of substitutions after that first quarter. You got your second unit in there now. You got number 26 in the game, Caden Allred, sophomore. Also, number 15, Keon Barner, both in the backfield with Chris Cathy at fullback. Here's Tice. He'll break the huddle and get under center. Tice, man in motion all red. Now they'll give it the other way to Barner. Barner, nowhere to go. He'll gain maybe a half a yard on the play. As Definitely not going to show up in the stat sheet. No, Nathan Thomas in there for, to make the tackle for the Bulldogs. And that's going to bring up a third down and long for Columbia here at the Columbia Academy 49-yard line. Will we see a pass? I don't know. I, you know, I, I feel like I feel like Usselton might not like that if they give uh, Tice a pass and not him in the, in the opening matchup. Oh, well, there's not any competition well, between quarterbacks, is there? No, I don't think so. <laughs> not Luke, at all. In Luke's defense, they never really were in a situation, say, situation where they needed to pass. That's true. Yeah. But this could be two-down territory as well. You just you just don't know. It should be. 
Well, not a lot to lose. I know one thing. The play clock just hit zero, and that should be a delay game, and it is. So now, if there was any question, it will definitely be a passing situation, but will they? <laughs> that is the question. Is That will cost the Lions five yards and move them back into their own territory, and it will make it a third down and 14, 14. Lions from the 46-yard line. I would almost anticipate almost a draw look if got, they have that in their play. Just still to, only got Woody wide. Barner at left wing back, all red at the right wing back with Kathy in at fullback. Here's Tice under center. He's going to boot around to his left. He's looking, looking. He's going to throw it down the sideline, and that ball is going to be nearly caught but dropped. A little early. By number 88, Joshua Britton. But we do have a flag on the field at around the 48-yard line. Let's see what that's all about. If it's against the lines, you got to figure Columbia Academy is going to decline that. An eligible man downfield. And, yep. yep, that will be declined. We'll bring up about fourth and 14. So the punting unit, I would assume, will come onto the field for the Lions. Garcia's ready on the sideline, but and now they'll send him. Yep, they're going to send out the punting unit as the official does give the signal a legal man downfield by Columbia. Your long snapper this year, number 86, Tyler Huckabee, the junior. Tyler's done a good job so far this offseason. That's interesting. I didn't know that he was long snapping. I saw him and uh, talked to him before the game today back over at the school, and he said that he was long snapping, and I'm pretty interested to see how it looks. As we got a personnel issue, as it looks like Terry Sharp's going to come off the field, and now we'll get ready to go. It's Garcia back to punt for the Lions. Here's the snap. And the kick is going to be a low, and when I mean low, (laughs) line drive that will be fielded at the 44-yard line. Between the linemen. Looks like a a golf putt more than a football punt. That will go down, folks. Maybe the worst punt ever. Well, not ever. No. Not not ever. I've I've called worse, but I think that's going to go down for about an eight-yard punt. So, truth be told, I punted. I, I had a negative three yard punt one year. So, wow, yeah, I punted it straight up and it bounced backwards. So, <laughs> well, any talk of uh, teams uh, taking out their starters after the first series has gone by yeah. the wayside as the Bulldogs will still have their first team out there. Connor Rawson will stand at quarterback with Monte Baldwin lined up to the left. They're two by two, two receivers to the right, two to the left. And he's going to send a man in motion from the right side. Here's Rawson. Hand off to Baldwin. He'll break a tackle, get across the 35 to the 50 to the 45 to the 40 before he's finally knocked down by number 18, K.J. Frierson. A lot of missed tackles right there from the uh, Columbia defense. A lot of youth out there, yeah. too. Yeah, it is. A lot, of, a lot of heads dropping when they were going in for the tackle and end up clutching air. Defensively, Cortez Duncan out there at uh, defensive end. Zach Cole at defensive tackle. Number 64, Tavius Barner in at tackle. And playing the other defensive end is Joshua Britton. Your linebackers include Chris Cathy and Thomas Beasley. Here's Rawson handoff again. No, he's going to fake and throw it out here. Intended for Brownlee. That pass is incomplete as you had. 
Keon Barner in coverage for the Lions. That'll bring up a second down and 10 for the Bulldogs at the Columbia 39-yard line. 8-16 to go, or I'm sorry, 6-13 to go here in the second quarter. Columbia leads Columbia Academy 14 to nothing. And what has been a very entertaining and physical very physical game between the Bulldogs and the Lions. Here's the handoff. No, another fake. He fakes the read option. He's going to throw a slant route out to number two, Brownlee. Tackle made by number 19, Kevin Sierra. But there is a flag on the play at around the 31-yard line. Let's see what that's all about. And that's going to go against Columbia Academy. And that was going to be an illegal man downfield as well. We saw the same call against Columbia their last series. And, again, when you run that RPO stuff, you take that chance of those linemen sometimes getting upfield before the ball's thrown. Yeah, if they don't hit anybody on their first step or two, then it's very easy for them to get upfield because they're, they're run blocking as far as their mindset is concerned in, on an RPO. They've also isolated the backside corner for Columbia, and he's having a, a, a little bit of a tough time staying with that backside receiver. It's going to be second down and 15 for the Bulldogs. The ball's going to be spotted at the Columbia 44-yard line. Columbia Academy moving right to left on your radio dial. On the right hash, Rawson in at quarterback. He's in the shotgun, ball one to his right, three receivers to the left, one to the right. He's going to fake the give, and he's going nowhere, and he's going to get tackled in the backfield by Zach Cole. Zach Cole coming in on defense. Wow. That's the way to break up an RPO right there. Yes, it is. That's going to be a loss of about five on the play. Don't ever let the read happen. Correct. So that's going to bring up a third and long. Third and about 20. For Columbia Academy here, as Columbia Central still substituting guys in and out coming in the game uh, for Columbia right now. Very athletic play right there from Zach Cole. It says that's Autry Autry Smith on the the, uh, roster, but that's not right. But here we go. Third and long, third and 20 for the Bulldogs going right to left. And before the snap, we have a timeout, Columbia Academy. We'll take one with them. 5.04 to go here in the ballgame. Columbia Lions lead the Bulldogs 14 to nothing. You're listening to Columbia Central Line Football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Bodride believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. And welcome back, everybody. Third down and 20 for the Bulldogs. The ball at the Columbia 48-yard line. Here's Connor Rawson in the shotgun. Loads up right, uh, throws it deep down the right sideline, and that catch is going to be made. Wow. 
Incredible catch by Brownlee. Harrison Brownlee. Kevin Sierra in coverage. And was holding on to him through the whole thing. He, uh, yeah, the, the flags were past, were past interference, it's called, because he had a hold of his jersey all the way down the field. So that penalty is more than likely going to be declined, I would assume, as the officials get together. What an outstanding catch from Brownlee. Was. All over him and uh, still made the play going down really the Really nice sideline. pass well, as yeah, well by Connor. It was. <laughs> pass interference against Columbia. So that penalty is going to be declined, and that will set up Columbia Academy, their best field position of the night. Hang on. What? What's going on? They're going back did from he the drop it? Did, did he drop the, the, the catch? And that's why they're accepting the penalty? Or did they accept the penalty without the catch? Surely not. Surely not. Evidently, he might, he may have dropped he may it, or, have dropped out of, it. or he may have been out of bounds when he caught it. So that's wow. that's it was on the far side. It's actually going to be a break for Columbia. Yeah. That that'll make it third down and six for the Bulldogs. He must have dropped it. It was on the far sideline. So here we go. Third and six for Columbia Academy. They're definitely in two down territory here. Yep. Trip receivers to the left. One receiver to the right. Baldwin in the backfield on the right hip of Rawson. Rawson calling out direction to his receivers he'll receive this oh and he got him to jump <laughs> mm. nice hard count there by Connor Rawson is going to give an offsides penalty to the Bulldogs as the Lions jumped across the line of scrimmage will it be enough for a first down it's going to be close and they're going to say yes yeah, first and 10 Bulldogs and they are creeping on the red zone as they have the ball first and 10 at the Columbia 28-yard line. There's Cortez McDowell and uh, Tavy Barn that jumped off sides. They get, they get replaced immediately on the line. I counted about four or five. I was going to say, I counted at least four people across the line. <laughs> so, Mac Jackson lined up wide to the left as Columbia Academy is in a three-by-one set again. Here's Rawson throws the slant. That ball is going to be deflected. Great defensive play by Sierra intended for Harrison Brownlee. So a good job by the Columbia defensive back there. That'll bring up a second and ten for the Bulldogs at the Lions 28. Yeah, he's seen that RPO a couple of times too many now. He's cut, he's playing a lot tighter on his coverage and was able to get his hand in there that time. Columbia Academy, they will not huddle. They'll line up in their trips formation. Three receivers to the left, one to the right. Going right to left on your radio dial. Here's Connor Rossen. He'll hand it off up the middle to Baldwin. Baldwin bounces out to the right, gets inside the 25, down to about the 23-yard line. Still a pretty decent run right there from Baldwin. That was a great run, great jump stop. Cut to the right. Picked up about six. He did. At least five. So that's going to make it a third and manageable for the Bulldogs. After the run by Baldwin. Columbia Academy offensive line right now in the game. Daniel Sapicki at left tackle. Trying to see who's the guard. Number 50, Hayden Harrison. As, again, in the three-by-one formation. Here's a handoff to Baldwin around the right end, and he's going to be hit, but not before he gains about three on the play, maybe two. Got close to that first down. Yeah. short. Thomas Beasley got out there to make the tackle for Columbia. He's going to be short by a few yards. It's going to bring up a fourth down 
for the Bulldogs at the Columbia 21-yard line. they got to get to the 18 for the first down. So it's fourth and three. Three fifty-three to go in the ball game. Lions lead fourteen to nothing. As the Bulldogs trying to convert on this fourth down. Here's Connor Rawson in the shotgun still, with Baldwin on his right hip. Oh man! And they got Columbia's number eighty-eight, Josh Joshua Britton. Britton, to jump off sides again. And that is the kind of play that will make Coach Hart very angry because that offsides penalty will now give Columbia Academy a first and 10 at the Lions' 16-yard line. They'll bring Cam Bratton in to replace Britton at that right side defensive end position, and uh, now they'll shift him over to the left and bring Cortez McDowell over to the right side. Gilbert. So here's the Bulldogs. They're going to be in the pistol formation with a up back to the right. Handoff Baldwin up the middle, nowhere. Loss of about three as the first man there to meet him in the hole was number 64, Tavius Barner. It's a great play by Barner. It was. Just swallowed him as he got the ball up at the line of scrimmage. So that's the first time all night we've seen Columbia Academy kind of line up in a formation that really says, you know what, we're going to try to run it downhill in between the tackles and Nowhere for Baldwin to go. It's going to bring up a second down and 11 for the Bulldogs. Ball at the 17-yard line with the clock showing 3.15 and counting here in the 2022 Murray County Jamboree presented by First Farmers. Been a fantastic event so far. Really surprised to see Rawson all night tonight along with Baldwin. Yeah, has been. Here's the handoff to Baldwin around the left end. He'll gain about three on the play. Tackle made by Chris Cathy. As Baldwin gets down to about the 14-yard line, that'll be a gain of about two. And that'll bring up a third and long for the Bulldogs as number 21, Knox Love, will check out. And checking in is Mac Jackson for Columbia Academy. Bulldogs going right to left on your radio dial towards the concession stand, if you're familiar with Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Trying to get some points here with 230 and some change. Clock running. And they're going to stay in the gun. Two by two now. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. Ball went on the right side of the quarterback, Rawson. He's going to hand it to him. And he is going to go nowhere as he is tackled in the backfield for a big loss by number six, Cortez Gilbert. Great play by Cortez along with Chris Cathy from his linebacker position. Cortez making a lot of great plays tonight. He's been uh, all over the place uh, on that defensive end, uh, the right side tonight. He did an outstanding job keeping his outside leverage right there, and then when he, they tried to outrun him to the sideline, he, wasn't, he had nothing, uh, nothing doing with that. So it's going to bring up a fourth and ten for the Bulldogs. Columbia looking for a stop here. Hey, let's don't jump off sides now. Yeah, they're going to try and get us with uh, probably one of those same hard counts. They've got to be disciplined up front. Two by two for the Bulldogs. Two receivers to the left, two to the right. Ball in the left hash, and we did it again. That time it was Zach Cole who jumped first. Can you say gassers come Monday? (laughs) That's just discipline. Would hate to be that young man at the film session. So So what was fourth... We've already given them two first downs because of penalties. Now we've made a fourth and ten, now fourth and five 
And Columbia Academy is going to have the ball at the 11-yard line. Now that RPO becomes a much more dangerous play. Correct. Clock runs a minute 14 and counting. As Rawson is in the shotgun. Baldwin to his right. They're two by two. Here's Rawson looking, throwing, out to the left, complete to Brownlee. Brownlee makes a man miss. It's all the way down to the one. He gets down to the one-yard line as the clock will continue to run, but it will stop briefly as they move the chains, and that cannot make Coach Sharp very happy. These guys are definitely, uh, if I was down there, I'd definitely want to keep a goose egg on the scoreboard and uh, definitely wouldn't want to give up a touchdown with 45 seconds left to go. So here we go. 40 seconds and counting. Columbia Academy with the ball at the central one-yard line. First and goal. Two receivers to the right, one to the left, a tight end in the game, and a quarterback sneak by Rawson is good for a Columbia Academy touchdown. Well, there you go. They got it. So the deal to pull the starters after the first (laughs) series carried out by only one team. Interesting how that works, isn't it? It is. That's why you don't make deals. Got broken. That puts yeah. Columbia Academy on the board. They lead 14-6 to six as they will attempt an extra point. Their kicker will be number 34, Pablo Cisneros. I hope I said that correctly. I think it's Cisneros. Here's the snap. The kick is up, and the kick is good. With 25 seconds to go in the second quarter, Columbia Academy gets on the board, but the Lions still lead 14-7. to We'll stay here as uh, that long drive basically took up most of the second quarter, aided by several offside penalties. Say that's probably going to be the most concerning port uh, to Coach Sharp as he's, you know, they had several chances to stop the drive and gave them first downs with that. Yeah, had a fourth and ten there uh, deep into their own territory and uh, just could not. I mean, they knew it was coming. They knew it was coming and still couldn't stay on sides. And it's it was all of them, too. So definitely going to be a, uh, a long end to practice uh, for, uh, for Monday for the Lions. But um, overall, pretty good performance from them. Yeah, I, I was impressed with what I saw from the starters. Very physical, flying around to the football I think uh, when you look at it, you got to be impressed. You know, Columbia didn't show a whole lot, and the Columbia Academy didn't really show a whole lot either. They, for the most part, were in the shotgun and in trips most of the night, and Columbia Central was in the wing. So, um, you know, uh, I'd say overall, yeah, not I, bad. I think the starters showed a lot of dominance uh, with, with the time they did get. Now, like you said, very, very physical uh, to start this one out. So this will probably do it. I don't think we're going to pass the ball here. I don't think so either. And we're out of timeouts as uh, we got freshman Isaiah Bishop at right tackle, number 63 Jalen McCoy at right guard, Zach Cole at center, the sophomore, number 72 Jarrell Foster, the freshman at left guard. And, hey. Hey, how about that? Did we take a knee or did they jump? We took a knee. We took a knee. Tice took a knee. We took a knee. And that's going to do it, folks, for the 2022 Murray County Jamboree presented by First Farmers as uh, Richard Powers. Uh, the, well, he's going to check in, but he's not going to get a play because that's going to do it. The final score 
here in the nightcap. Columbia Central High Alliance 14, Columbia Academy 7. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have some final analysis of tonight's uh, Jamboree matchup. You're listening to Columbia Lions football on 1340 and 103.7 WKRM. We'll be back right after this. Shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales, is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. I don't know about you, but I just love doing business with small businesses. You feel appreciated when you walk in and they know your name. At Caledonian Financial, we try very hard to appreciate our clients. We value everyone and we reject the idea that you're not worthy of advice if you don't have a certain amount of money. We love our neighbors, all of them. This is Monty Sneed with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, this is Felicia Brown. At First Farmers, we believe home is where your family grows. If home ownership has always been your dream, our mortgage team can help you identify the financial tools needed to make your dream a reality. Ready to get started? Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with our team at 931-388-3145. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back, everybody, to Lindsey Nelson Stadium, where the Columbia Central High Lions get the win tonight in the 2022 Murray County Jamboree, presented by First Farmers with a 14-7 win over the Columbia Academy Bulldogs. And, guys, uh, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet. Debut of uh, Coach Bobby Sharp uh, with the Columbia Lions. And uh, I know there's going to be some things he's not happy about, but I think uh, with that first group on offense and defense, he'll have a lot to be uh, to be happy about. Hopefully, as and the Lions are going to gear up to go over to Marshall County next week. But uh, Lewis, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts uh, from what we saw tonight? Oh, I mean, obviously, what stuck out to me the most was the ones on offense. Uh, uh, for the the little time we saw them and the limited amount of uh, uh, diversity we saw in the play calling tonight, uh, it was still, I think they ran maybe three or four different plays, and it was still just absolutely potent. They did exactly what they wanted to do uh, with the uh, Columbia Academy defense, opened up holes and uh, sprung Jordan Davis and Caden uh, McCoy loose like they are going to be doing all season. And uh, The execution was there. I, I talked about before the game how, uh, Columbia had an entire offseason 
uh, like they did not have uh, a year ago. And I thought that would really benefit them in the execution uh, part of this and the experience. These guys, a lot of younger guys uh, with a lot of experience from last year, uh, I think that also helped out uh, a lot too. I think they're only going to get better. And uh, I'm really, I'm just really excited to see uh, the, the ceiling for this offense. Coach Mike Lyle, what are your thoughts? I uh, was very uh, surprised, actually, by the uh, performance of, of Columbia Academy. Uh, Grand, most of their success came against the, the second line uh, of Central's defense and stuff. But, uh, again, that's going to be the level that they play. You know, you know, in their division, uh, they're, 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 they're set up pretty well. They moved the ball well. They were, they're, that RPO is going to be a tough, tough play for defenses of the smaller schools to stop. And I think they came out of here feeling pretty good about uh, being able to stay on the field, uh, even with uh, Central's second team. I, I, I agree with you all. Central's first uh, first team looked very impressive, uh, very athletic. Uh, the defense attacked quite well, was, was making plays downhill. And, uh, of course, the offensive line was just uh, dominant you know, and, and was able to bulldoze their way down the field and, and was able to keep uh, Coach Sharp from having to show much of anything. Absolutely. Well, I thought what we saw from the, from the starting group on both sides of the football mm-hmm. it was encouraging. I think I think the offense is probably a little ahead of schedule, but I was impressed with the way we saw Jordan Davis flying around on the field on the defensive side of the <laughs> yeah, football. He looked good. He had a great interception there on that first drive. Uh, had a couple of really big hits. And uh, I, I was impressed with the way that first group went. Now it's going to get a lot tougher next week as the Lions will travel over to Lewisburg to take on the Marshall County Tigers. Uh, Lewis and I will be over there at 630. Uh, we'll have the Coach Bobby Sharp show. That will begin then, and then we'll get on the air at around 645 as uh, that will be the first regular season game for the Columbia Lions here with Team 109 here in the 2022 season. And this being our 76th year of carrying Columbia Lions football um, on WKRM 103.7 and 1340 AM. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It's, uh, Absolutely. It's, great, it's to, great to have football back yeah, good. locally. Good to kick it off again. <laughs> and I uh, couldn't have asked for any be- better weather tonight. Great turnout from all the schools that were here. Uh, if you weren't with us earlier, Spring Hill uh, with a 24-8 win over Dixon County. Uh, Lewis County and Creekwood each uh, with Neil, no points, uh, in a good defensive battle uh, in the game before Columbia. And then, as I mentioned, uh, coming back from the break, Lions with a 14-7 win tonight over Columbia Academy uh, in the first uh, matchup between the two schools in varsity action. Uh, so really looking forward to next Friday for Coach Mike Lyle, Lewis Maddox, I am Clayton Harris, and we will see everyone next Friday night live from Lewisburg. You've been listening to Columbia Central Lions football on 103.7 WKRM, part of the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Good night, everybody.